1: on. Locked on. Locked, locked. locked, on. locked. locked. locked on. Locked on. on. Locked on. Cowboys. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, presented by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code Locked On, and you'll get 20% off your next order. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, how's it going today, sir?
0: It's going pretty good. Uh, we are running out of things to do in uh, in our lockdown <laughs> at this point. I've, I've, I have dy- dyed my daughter's hair purple uh, over the weekend. <laughs> so uh, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to... Uh, kill some time please talking football because uh, uh i've got purple dial over my hands
1: <clears throat> did you see the big story out of the uh indianapolis colts today that michael pittman doesn't want to give up his number 11 to carson wentz let me be, ab- let me be
0: absolutely b- clear here marcus let me be crystal clear <laughs> 11 is my lucky number 11 is 11 is the number i wore in high school is the number i i wore in all athletics one or 11 is what the number i would wear uh mostly 11 uh, I could not... Uh, Michael Pittman's already been drafted by the Colts, but his stock, in my opinion, still rises. Uh, <laughs> could even, not even be now, higher. It still rises. Uh,
1: so Yeah, there's nothing better than dunking on Carson Wentz absolutely. to start a podcast. Yeah, but uh, All right, Landon, today on this show, we're going to be talking about cornerbacks. And we've already done our preview of Patrick Sertan, Caleb Varley, J.C. Horn. Uh, we talked about those guys in depth, but we're going to have a, a longer discussion Uh, about what type of cornerbacks the Cowboys could be looking for in the 2021 draft. But I want to come back to those top three cornerbacks for a minute because... Over the weekend, uh, it seems like that's Saturday, Sunday is the time to fire off your hot takes because nobody's on Twitter to see them. This is an old strategy used by me. I was going to say. In, back, well, to be fair, hold on. This is back in 2016. I was getting off my Derrick Henry, Ezekiel Elliott tweets. But I like the strategy. Uh, I saw Jeff Cavanaugh uh, tweeted that J.C. Horn is cornerback. Was it cornerback one for him, I believe? Yes, he said, that's what he said. A head of Patrick. Yeah. yeah. Ahead of Patrick Sertan and Caleb Farley. Now, I don't necessarily agree with that, but the conversation I want to have today is how close is J.C. Horn to those other two cornerbacks, and should we consider Horn as a possibility at number ten?
0: You know, I think that really depends on that's that's an eye of the beholder thing. I think you know, I really think that Caleb uh, Farley and Patrick Sertan, um, you know, if if you're like if you're a draft site, right, and you're and you're not drafting for team. Right, and you're just like you're you're uh, just generally creating a board. Like yeah, yeah. like if you're Dane Brugler, right, and and you're just you're not drafting for a specific scheme or anything. You're just trying to rank these guys. I think J C Horn is one of those guys that really, uh, uh, like if you were to set the filters to readjust your board based on schemes, right. Mm-hmm. I, I, JC Horn to me is one of those guys who I feel like would really move the most based depending on exactly what scheme you run right like I, I would agree with I, that. I think yes. I think Sertan and Farley are uh are probably in a in a class by themselves simply because they're probably scheme agnostic to a large degree, and I think that you could probably fit them into anything. and And and, and I think Farley has work to do, and he has uh uh you know he has growth that that's going to need to happen in any system. But I think eventually he sure, could play sure. in any. I think with J.C. Horn, it's going to be about who's who's viewing right, who's looking at this guy. Um, so I, I think you know uh, I think for the Cowboys. If, if there's a run on cornerbacks early if Farley and Sertan are gone before uh, uh, they pick a 10 I think that J.C. Horn is someone I would still consider a 10 uh, if he can't if he can't trade back or if he can't get a, a better value opportunity uh, and he gets stuck and, and you kind of you know don't really love the other options i think jc horn Mm -hmm. is talented enough that it's a reach to be sure but i don't think it's a you know a a monumental reach and i think that you could still get a a player that's satisfactory to what you want i I just i don't know that i would universally rank him number one that seems a bit rich to me And, and i also again argue that if you're not looking for the kind of cover one, cover three scheme. If you're looking for you know more of a guy who can play all over, inside, outside, uh, you know, and be uh, able to cover some of these water bug types, and you know, and just be able to play all the coverages, I don't know that this is your guy, you know, and I don't know that that, that you want to take him at ten. But for what the Cowboys are doing, what they what they want to do with their cornerbacks, uh, I don't feel like it's uh, a huge reach, but I still feel like there is a. St- maybe small, but still existent gap between Sertan, Farley, and JC Horn.
1: Yeah, so we believe that like Farley and Sertan are like 1A, 1B, however you decide to rank them. And then Horn is 3 or 2 or however you want to say that. But yeah, I, I do agree. I think if the board falls incorrectly for them where Sertan and Farley are gone, I would much rather take Horn than taking the best off the ball linebacker in this class or reaching for a defensive end. I know you watched uh, one of the Miami guys this weekend or, you know, watching uh, bit, yeah. you know, taking Gregory Rousseau. Uh, I think we can both agree we'd rather have Horn there. So I do think it's close. And man, there's something about J.C. Horn's the way he plays the game, right? He's so physical, he's so annoying. That would want it makes me want him, but the inconsistencies from game to game, from snap to snap, and the the how grabby he is makes yeah. me nervous, Lane. And I I just worry that he's one of these players that if he has a bad rookie year, could be just a turn or you know a penalty machine for his entire career.
0: Yeah, I mean again, I, I and I think a lot of those get assuaded if if you're kind of moving into a cover 1 3 cover cover 1 cover 3 team that that's basically expected of you, you yeah. know? So, uh where we're, they're not going to, you know, teach you not to hold, they're going to teach you how to hold better. So, uh <laughs> you know, it's no no no, you got to do it a little bit closer so the ref can't see. Yeah. Know where the ref yeah. is, know that angle, you know what I'm saying? Like all those things will be uh you know taught to them h- how to hold a little bit better. So, yeah, I, I certainly, I, I you know, I certainly cannot necessarily get behind the the JC Horn as cornerback one argument. Uh, you know, really, even if you're like looking at it through the eyes of the scheme that helps him the most, I, I still don't think that that gets him over, uh, you know, uh, Sertan or, or, or Farley.
1: Yeah, I, I would agree. Uh, again, a really good prospect, and if the Cowboys get stuck at ten, I think he is certainly an option, but would not be my favorite of the three cornerbacks the team could select in the first round. Uh, Let's take a quick break so I can tell you guys about Bet Online. It is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine bet online has you covered for all the news scores and odds it is the best way to place your bet and it is free to sign up head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online your online sportsbook
2: experts if you're looking for the most comprehensive nfl draft coverage this off season look no further than the locked on nfl scouting podcast
1: All right, Landon. Um, I want to talk about these cornerbacks because I think there's this there's this belief out there. I saw on Cowboys Twitter over the last week that with there being so much depth in the cornerback class. Wouldn't this team be better off to take, let's say, Rashawn Slater at pick number 10, or even an off-the-ball linebacker, whether it's Micah Parsons or Jeremiah Wusu-Koromora at 10, and then let the depth of the draft help them out and pick a corner at pick number 44? My problem with that, Landon, is we know what type of cornerbacks will mcclay and dan quinn are looking for right they're looking for these long uh athletic corners and when you really start to go through the names there's just not a lot of those guys in that second or third round that fit that bill uh so first and foremost what type of corner the Cowboys looking for on the outside specifically and why might it be hard to find that guy in the second third round
0: well, uh, yeah, I mean, I I think the issue is, is that some of the guys that you would consider to be your pet cats um, kind of at that spot, you know, you being kind of general you, uh, mm. yeah, don't fit necessarily what they're looking for. I mean, I think there are some guys that, you know, that can... Um, that 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 are there i mean i think obviously fetu M- melifonwu is big enough uh i think s- yes. uh, some of these other guys like paulson adebo uh, has got enough size for what you're looking for he kind of has a skill set to what you're looking for yeah
1: he to me he's not a second round guy but yeah. we can talk about him later i
0: mean that's the thing is that you know it really depends on how you view these guys right so like even the guys like uh you know eric stokes I, you know i i think he's probably borderline right like I, it really depends like he's so light and i and i don't and i he was one of the guys 185 what'd you say? 185 185
1: and 185 nfl draft scout has him at five eleven and a half, one eighty five. and a half
0: 185 see i uh, that, that's the thing i'm interested in is that i've seen his height listed all over the place so i'm i'm i, 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 yeah. I wish we got combine uh heights for these guys so We'll kind of, I guess, we'll see kind of, you know, when they do pro days, but uh, and, and to get some arm links on these guys, because you know, uh, there's guys who are clearly good, you know. F- Clearing these thresholds, like uh, like Melifanwu, uh, we've
1: already seen that the Senior Bowl, yeah, yeah.
0: The Northwestern kid, I haven't watched much of him. Is it uh,
1: Gre- Greg Newsom? Yeah. I I actually like him quite a bit, but he might be a little under their threshold as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, again, like these guys are like I think you're starting to see guys that are closer. I mean, then you guys, then you got guys like Elijah Molden. Like, what are you doing with Elijah Molden? He's super talented. Slot corner? Is he a slot corner? Is like, and, and yeah. he, he certainly probably isn't. Uh, gonna make any of the thresholds that this team is looking for, uh, and so and then th- you, you know like some of the other guys that you would consider kind of that air er- in that in that area. You, you mentioned uh, Aaron Robinson before we started. He's a guy that a lot of people like. He's he's got some good tape. He had a, a good day at the Senior Bowl, um, but you know it's short very short 30 arms. 30 inch arms Yeah, like you can't that's not going to work in in this uh system okay
1: so. it, 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 here's the thing why and people are probably wondering who, who cares about arm length. let's just get the best corners out there sante samuel jr might be the best corner of that next group but he's small why do we care Lennon, about arm life well
0: because you know we needed to switch back to a more simplified system and if when you fi- fi- get back into a more simplified system you need pieces that fit you know, because you're 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 trying to play team defense. You're working together as a unit to to stop the offense, and uh, it's not necessarily about uh, uh, always beating the man in front of you uh, individually, you know, one-on-one, sometimes it's about beating the the pass offense to collective as a team. And that means uh, dropping Mm. into zones. That means having long arms and and speed in order to close passing windows tightly. Um, So, you know, I think you can draft a guy without that same kind of length, but I think the issue is, is that the way that these guys play you know, these corners, they they need them to have the kind of uh, uh, length so that they can quickly close windows when the ball's in the air. They can make plays in the football while they are looking at the quarterback. Right. They're not they're not necessarily always going to be. Uh, staring at the, the wide receiver, running the route with the wide receiver, there's going to be times when they're going to have their eyes and their quarterback, and they, they won't be flat-footed, but they will be kind of right. soft-pedaling right. back, back-pedaling, side-saddling, d- depending on the technique. And then they need to click and close and be able to get to a window quickly. And sometimes speed and explosion isn't isn't enough. You need to have the length uh, to get your arms where they need to go in order to close the windows. And just you know having longer players makes a quarterback think twice about throwing some of those uh, tighter window passes because they can get tipped away and tip tip passes obviously clearly lead to interceptions. So, um, you know, I think it's, uh, you know, there was, there was a lot of, of hand wringing and uh, you know, about transitioning to a new, Kind of pass defense, and everybody immediately wanted to go back to what was comfortable, what we had uh, in 2019. This is what this is, guys. Like, you know, I mean, th- that's in order to kind of play that sort of simplified defense where guys can play fast and not have to play, you know, a bunch of overcomplicated schemes, you need the kind of players that you need in order to run that defense well. And it's not always about getting the guy who does the best in one-on-ones in practice you know it's Mm. team defense is a large portion of what happens in the nfl and if you can't fit in as a cog to that defense that is running then you're only useful to the defense on (laughs) on on downs where you are covering a guy one-on-one which is not you know which is a it may be the majority of of snaps but it's not all the snaps and so, so you need to you need to be versatile enough that you can play the defense that's called, whether it's cover one, cover three, or something else.
1: So I I wrote down the guys that do hit the thresholds of what, I mean at least from what we know we don't have any official measurements yet but uh, the ones that we think will uh, in that second tier and it's not Asante Samuel it's not Eric Stokes and it's not Aaron Robinson so if you're using the Draft Networks rankings those are the next three corners. The Cowboys won't cross them off, but you can basically bet that they're not going to be in consideration in the second round. The next group is Melifonmu, Tyson Campbell... And then there's a gap, Landon. Like you're, now you're starting to talk about guys that could go in the third and fourth round. With the only guy that I didn't mention uh, being the the Kentucky cornerback, right? The uh, the Kelvin Taylor, right? Or Kelvin Joseph? Excuse me, the one that with some off the field problems that only played in nine games. I don't know how interested the Cowboys are there. So I, I just for the people that are that care about like draft sequencing. I get the thought of maybe wanting to draft somebody else at 10, but if it comes down to only you're hoping that two guys fall to you at pick number 44, that's too risky at too important of a position that the Cowboys have a huge need at. You're better off just standing at 10, drafting Patrick Sertan or Caleb Farley, and seeing what else is available to you at 44. I don't think, I don't think in this case it's worth uh, taking that risk. Do you agree?
0: I mean, I, I think the issue is is more you know uh, larger scale than that. I think it's you with this draft class, you can't be certain of anything, you know. No. So no. so take take the known quantity when you can
1: at a position that matters. Yeah, yes. yeah. So
0: and that's why I'm kind of just a lot of this draft strategy. I think we're overthinking it this year. You know, it's we've refined this very, uh, uh, you know, down to a a science to a large degree. So many Mm -hmm. of us have have these, you know, well-worn belief systems that, you know, that we kind of view all these prospects through and and, and have these kind of team building uh, ideas and and how draft sequencing should work and working with the flow of the draft. I just think that a lot of that has to be thrown out the window this year i think i think the smart teams will strip it down to okay what do we know about each one of these guys you know and and just try to eliminate risk I, i think there will be teams that draft in this class that will uh swing for the finches that probably will hit on a couple of there is a possibility that you can have an incredible draft if you're willing to take some risk here but I think the teams that are going to come out the safest in this in this draft class, uh, or not in the draft class, but in this draft, are the people that r- can identify the players that they can get the most information on. Uh, and take the picks uh and, and, and play it safe to a large degree you have a pick at uh, number 10 overall you're gonna get a good player if you take a player that you know a lot about there are, there are certainly uh a, there certainly will be someone there that you can take yeah. that, that will yep. be a, a solid pick don't try to project forward into the chaos that is the draft especially this year where you know it will descend into chaos well earlier than it ever has before because the grades on all these guys are going to be so different from all these teams because we're not all dealing with the same information anymore. It's the the disparity between the information that these teams are getting uh, is even wider than it has been in the past.
1: All right, let's take a quick break and we'll come back and we'll do Mock Draft Monday. But before we do that, I want to tell you guys about Built Bar. Bilt Bar is the best tasting protein bar out there. It's hard to even explain it. It's real chocolate with amazing flavors and a great combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar with no crazy additives. Best of all, they taste fantastic, and they are releasing six new flavors, including caramel brownie, cookies and cream, and apple almond crisp. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code On, and you'll get $10 off your first box at BiltBar.com.
2: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast.
1: All right, Landon, today we are looking at a mock draft from Pro Football Focus, and there's actually two different things I want to touch on here. First and foremost, the Cowboys select cornerback uh, Caleb Farley with the number 10 pick. Patrick Sertan was on the board, so if you if you want to take Sertan there over Farley, I get that as well. In this mock, though, Pene Suell falls to number 10 and actually gets past the Dallas Cowboys and goes to the New York Giants at eleven. I think I know your answer here. I think you would take Sewell if he's there because he's a generational offensive tackle. However, Lynn, I'm going to sw- switch up the scenario a little bit for you. Uh-oh. If we get to April and we know for sure that Tyron Smith and Lyle Collins are both healthy and they're ready to go for the 2021 season with absolutely no concerns, would that change your thinking on this pick at all? Uh,
0: you know, I, I think it, it's – Uh, it's it's still really hard because even coming back next year like you know what does that mean for the long-term health I think it's tough because I mean you just don't get an opportunity to see 19 year old dominant offensive tackles like this and Frank frankly the last time we saw a guy like this was someone named Tyron Smith so
1: um yeah it's tough it really is but man you need corners and Again, if Tyron and Lyle are healthy, that's a top two or three tackle combination in the entire NFL.
0: Yeah. Um, I have a hard time. I love that I'm making you think. I have a hard time going away from an elite pick. You know, Sewell is a guy that's, that's maybe the only, I mean, well, outside of wide receiver quarterback, maybe the only elite player, graded player in this draft, you know? Um, sure so uh, if he fell to you at 10 it's hard to pass up that kind of value and uh, uh, you know I think that y- you could take him and certainly make the rest fit I, I, and I think it would f- your offensive line suddenly would become incredible uh, obviously you, you didn't do much to help your defensive uh, your defense there at, at the 10th overall pick no. Uh, But I guess, then again, this is an argument for why you you, you really should make a strong push in free agency on defense. Because if this happens, you don't want to not pick Sewell, honestly. You're you're being forced to not pick Sewell here, right? Right. Because I can't imagine a world where Sewell has a lower grade than Caleb Farley or Patrick Shatan. in my opinion. You know?
1: Um, yeah, I would agree. So I,
0: I, uh, I, would, I would probably go with the, the, the actual value, and hopefully you set yourself up for success earlier in free agency.
1: Um, I, I, listen, I agree. I, it's Penny Sewell. You're not going to pass on him. I have a hard time believing that he gets the number 10, but if he's there, you, you say thank you very much, and you figure out the rest later. He's just that good of a prospect. Now, in this mock draft by Pro Football Focus, it's a two-round mock and it's really fascinating to me because let's let's use your same scenario, right? We had the Cowboys taking Penny Sewell at number 10. We get to 44, Landon, and a lot of those cornerbacks that we are just talking about are gone off the board. Tyson Campbell goes to the 49ers. You have Greg Newsom goes to the Texans. Asante Samuel off the board. Uh, Melifonu off the board. So the best players available for you at that spot – are your guy, Richie Grant, which that seems like an easy pick, but there's some other guys there that we really like. Liam Eichenberg, the Notre Dame offensive tackle. Carlos Basham, uh, defensive end from Wake Forest. Uh, Jabril Cox, uh, my linebacker from LSU. Assuming you go offensive tackle at 10, of those guys, where would you go on defense?
0: Give me that list one more time.
1: All right, so we have Alim McNeil, the defensive tackle from NC State. Yeah. We have uh, Richie Grant. We have Carlos Basham. We have Liam Eichenberg. Uh, we've got Jabril Cox.
0: So in this scenario, uh, we took let's say we took Sewell at ten. Is that essentially the idea?
1: Sure. Okay. Sure.
0: Um, yeah, uh, Richie Grant, I think is is probably. So where who's I playing would...
1: outside corner for you? Uh,
0: uh, Richard Sherman. <laughs> what a, what I mean, again, countdown. this is why you know, like, y- you should set yourself. You gotta up. find somebody. Yeah, you gotta find yeah. some. Maybe it's Reese Canada if you're not careful. You know, so uh, yeah, I just think that they need to they they need to figure out if they can find solutions to the position outside of just just the draft.
1: I agree. you got to find a stopgap there just in case this exact scenario plays out where Sewell falls. You don't want to feel forced to not take him if you haven't addressed that position. But um, I, interesting second round. I mean, there's a lot of guys that I really, really like in that range. Uh, between Grant and Aaliyah McNeil, the, no- the North Carolina State defensive tackle, how close is that one for you? Is it close at all?
0: I mean, I like them both so much as prospects. Uh, uh, I think. How about Basham?
1: Is he close? Is he closer?
0: Basham? No, I, 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 don't love Basham as much as everybody else does. I, I mean, well, that's
1: because you hate that type of defense. I hate man. that can kind of I get defense. it. It's fine.
0: Um, yeah, I would say it's Grant, dot dot McNeil, dot 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 Basham.
1: Interesting, interesting. I can't wait till we do a, a show on Carlos Basham maybe later next month. That's going to be a lot of fun because I think we might disagree there. But I agree. Richie Grant, if you can get a starting caliber free safety in the second round, it's probably easier to find a cornerback in free agency that's at least average. Uh, I like that. A pretty decent mock, though, for the Cowboys. Yeah. I, I, ultimately, though, end up with Caleb Farley and Alim uh, uh, McNeil. Not bad. I can uh, I can deal with that. That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, you can download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow the show at Locked On Cowboys. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB, and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. And we will see you next time.
2: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast.